on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself. And launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Silvani! What about that? Mackay, Mackay! Two in a minute. And they are dancing now, the Blues. Almost Mackay. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian. I'm joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And this is probably our favorite episode to record. It is, of course, our best 22 episode. We'll be going through every line to create our basically everyone fit, everyone firing to go best 22. Lockie, how pumped are you to get into this one? Honestly, shitting myself. Because I feel like this is still going to change. You, you're going to present the slightest argument for a player. And I'm going to be like, what am I thinking? They're in. Of course they're in. I've been sweating on this all week. Yeah, it, it's probably the, the most fun, but also it's now become one of the hardest episodes. This exactly. season more than ever, there are so many good players snubbed. Like we're looking at the team almost for like round one at the moment outside of this episode. And I think it almost picks yep. itself a little bit easier because we have some injuries. You get a Walshy back in there, you know, Stocker fit, Honey fit. Do these guys even make the team now? Mm. It's, it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited to hear what you've got. So let's get straight into this one, Lockie. Hit me with your back line. I want hot, ta- hot takes only. All right. Let's see how aligned we are. So I'm rocking with three talls down back. Got Weeders, McDonald, and McGovern, the two Macs. Yep. And Love then it. we're going to have Newman, Saad, and Doherty. Ooh, that's How an interesting one. How do you feel about one. that? Ooh, you've definitely gone something a little bit different there. No, no, Zachy Williams. You've, you've gotten him out of the team. You hate him. <laughs> we've actually, we've just traded him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so take take me through, I guess, why you've chosen all those players before we uh, we get in to see who, what my back line is. Why have you selected the three tools um, and, and why the guys in those pieces around them? It's so hard to take recency bias out of it. So I'm trying my best to do that, but I'll explain my logic with that as well. I mean, Weeders obviously picks himself um, yeah. and we need somebody else to be that reliable um, matchup as a tall um, and at, at this stage, I think that is McDonald over a young. Um, yep. And then with McGovern, I think it's just too hard to go past him just from that one performance that we have seen. Um, but I think let's put our faith in him to be that intercept hall. We love what we saw yep. in that game. The potential is there. Sadi, well, I don't think we even spoke about, mentioned Sadi's name in our discussion about the Melbourne game. Far out. The man cannot put a foot wrong. He is just the most reliable Backman that we can have. Newman, I thought he had a really good season last year when it all came down to it. Yep. Um, and I think he's still one of the leaders of that back line. And then you're right. There's a few other, there's, there's a few options that you can do for that last half back, back pocket spot. Yeah. I think for me, Doherty could probably play well almost anywhere on the ground. But at this stage with this combination, I think having him as that other run running option Um is the best that we can do. Yeah, interesting. I like to see it. I like to hear it. I'm excited to see how the rest of that squad plays out. And I, I think we mm-hmm. just need to touch on, sorry, Adam Saad just quietly, because I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen a player 
run as fast as he does and then still somehow beautiful shoe hits the guy under pressure. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else do it. Uh, but, okay, I'll give you my back line here. So I've Please. gone pretty, pretty similar in the setup. So, yes, I've got, you know, McDonald as that fullback, Weedering as the as center half, and then I've got McGovern. I've chucked him in a back pocket, nice. uh, but basically just going to be that sort of third third tall down there playing that intercept role. And then my halfbacks are going to be Saad and Zach Williams. I've chucked Mm -hmm. Williams down there. I think that that's just where those guys fit. Um, And then my other back pocket, I have gone Liam Stocker. So to go through those a bit more, uh, I think I've chosen Zach Williams down there because I just love his dash, the way we're using these quick handballs. I think him and Saad running off really excite me. And then I've chosen Stocker down there just because – Everything I've seen from him, I think last year, just he's just that little bit more powerful. I think he can almost play a bit more, maybe lockdown at the moment, maybe more than a Newman in there. Uh, yep. So when I was trying to structure this around, I was going, okay, can any of these guys play on maybe that small forward? I think Stocker can, brings a, just a little bit more bruteness and a little bit maybe more intensity to that back line. And that's what I think I was looking for with that mix. So yeah, feel free yep, to pick I that like apart. It. No, I do really like it. I think for me, yeah, it may it would make a bit more sense once we've gone through the entire team. Yeah. I think Newman does have that capability to do some of those lockdown factors. And yeah. I think, I, again, the recency bias factor, I was thinking we, we didn't have um, Stocker, we didn't have Plowman in this game against Melbourne. And mm-hmm. I really liked how the back line functioned with those three kind of more running yeah. attacking players. Um, and Williams I obviously like. And, well, sorry, I love Zach Williams. But I think if I'm putting him against Doherty in that role, for me, I would be having Doherty starting back there. But Definitely fair enough. What you've rolled with, <laughs> I love to see it. And if we run out with that, instant W. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see. So give me we'll, – we'll skip the midfield for now. We'll get on to that. But hit me with your forward line. Who have you got there? What are the six you've got down there? I'm going to predict that we have the same – Forward six, Ooh, which is cool. which is big H. Gee, lots of 2015 draft class here. Got H and Charlie as the two yep. talls. Silvani as the pseudo tall, the best yep. player on our list. Owies and Durden sharing the forward pockets. Yep, and then no forward line is complete without our man Zachy Fish. Beautiful. I really like that. Uh... The four line you got there, uh, you've almost basically explained it all anyway, but anything else you want to tell me about that forward line? The question mark has been there with the small forwards, whether Dirds and Owies will be able to work together. Like, yep. is that too much of that classic small forward action? When I look through the guys that can go forward and the, the couple of guys that I've snubbed from there, I think this is the best combo that we can do. Again, mm-hmm. trying to take out just what we've seen in the preseason. Honey, injured, love what we saw from him last year. I think the elements that Owies and Durden bring, starting them together is is great. Yep. No, I like it. So I will take you through my forward line. It is actually Please. not the same. I've gone slightly different. So good to see he's finally disagreeing one year. We've finally done Where'd something you? different. Uh, I've gone very similar. I've gone, obviously, your Charlie and Harry down there and Silvani on that half forward being the the third tall or, or pushing up higher on the ground, doing yep. whatever, I guess, JSOS needs to do because he's amazing with his pressure. 
Then, of course, have Fisher there on that other half forward again, floating into that midfield. And then I have gone Corey Durden, but I've given it obviously to my man, Big Honey. I, I could he not. Is your man. I had to put him in there. And basically, why I've gone that mix is I think you've got that pressure from your Durden, your Silvani. Fisher puts that pressure. I also think Honey does as well, but I like mm-hmm. what Honey does, maybe scoreboard wise, from what we saw end of last season. I think he mm-hmm. hits the scoreboard maybe a bit more than always, which is why he's, he's in that starting bit there. Um, and then just his ability to create, I think, is going to be another exciting element of that forward line. Because if we're going, I guess, quite a few taller players throughout, I think having a few that can create um, is a little bit more exciting maybe over what I think and always can do. So that's why I've gone Joshy Honey there. Love it. Yeah. He's probably my first guy looking in from the outside because, yeah, yeah. we love what we saw in in limited time last year. And, yeah, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if if he did overtake always at some point. I just like the always that – sorry, the runs that always has on the board already. Um, Yeah. And just the, the combination that he that he does with that that current other five mm. is is great. That makes sense. So uh, take me through your midfield. I think this is uh, – I can't wait Ooh. to see you've chucked on wings because I think the, the rest almost picked themselves. So the wing's going to be the real interesting one here. Yeah. Well, I've changed my tune a little bit on this one, but uh, <laughs> I think I think Brad Brad's our starting ruck in our in our best twenty two. Big Brad Pitney, um, and then. In the, in the center with him, it's the three other best midfielders in the league, which are Walsh, <laughs> Cripps, and Georgie Hewitt for me. Good, lovely. And then on the wings, got to go Chez and our man Lob. Yeah, nice. O'Brien in there is what I like to see. He's yep. definitely shown a lot in the preseason to pretty much cement his spot, which I like. And it's it's – that was one of the hardest things I felt was when I was getting this best 22 together was there were so many players I wanted to put in there. Who makes way? And yeah, look, exactly. Brian's done very well. Uh, do you want, do you need to go through anything else from that midfield? It's just so beautiful. The fact that I don't think Adam Chera starts in the center bounce when he mm. absolutely should be and completely deserves to. Um, yeah. But it's just so nice that now that we have this midfield depth, which we have been crying out for. So I think it's nah. it's a good thing. And I, I I love what he can do on a wing as well. Beautiful. So look, I'll start with my Ruckman. I have gone for TDK as my Ooh. starting Ruck to be a little bit Whoa. different against you. I've then obviously gone the same three midfielders through there with Walsh, Hewitt and Cripper being the, being the three. I think it's such a good mix. You've got, you know, Cripper doing anything he wants to do, Hewitt being that hard nut that can run and and do all the nice things, and then just Walsh being what he is. I think it's nice and versatile. My wingers, I've gone Chera on one, and I have gone Sam Doherty on the other. So he is in my team. I haven't snubbed him. Um, he's just nicely there, placed on the wing. Look, O'Brien definitely could have been in there, um, and, and maybe we'll, we'll see if he's on my team and I can talk about rotations maybe later if he has featured. But I think I like what Chera does. He can play that outside and so many players can rotate with him as well on that side. But then I just want Doherty's class closer around the football, which is why I've got Mm -hmm. him on that wing. And then having Zach Williams run from behind, I think he's going to be a little bit better maybe than having Doc who maybe isn't, I don't want to be, he's not less mobile, but he's not as quick. So get Mm -hmm. him maybe around the footy where he can influence the contest a little bit more. But again, We've got so many like options, it. and even throughout the game, you could easily 
bring Zach Williams to a wing, put Doherty down there. There's just so many different options, which is just, we have not had this in years. Oh, seeing Chera and Doherty line up on opposite wings is going to be a daunting, daunting sight for any opposition. I like that. Oh, it's amazing. So look there, you got sort of four positions left and a sub. Hit me with your interchange. Oh, I forgot about the sub element. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you can take some time on thing. that. You can yeah. just give me your floor to start with, and then I reckon we uh we throw our subs out at the end. For sure. Well, there was no way that I wasn't picking Zach Williams in the side. Um, I I definitely have him on my interchange as that first backline rotation. You also yeah. don't have 37 disposals and then not play <laughs> in round one. So of course Bam Bam is there. Beautiful. Then this guy, haven't been blown away by his preseason, but I, I think Jack Martin still deserves a spot in the team as a forward line slash midfield-ish rotation. Yep. And then finally, again, there wasn't any way I could really leave this man out of the side because he he he's next to Jack Silvani as the lifeblood of the club. So Liam Stocker has the other bench spot for me. Williams, Maybe. Kennedy, Martin, and Stocker. No, I think that is uh, honestly one of the better benches we've probably ever thrown out there. Uh, half of those blokes you could almost have in your starting team. They they almost exactly. deserve an argument to go say they shouldn't be on the bench, which is just incredible to see. There's definitely, you know, some potential snubs there, guys that haven't mm-hmm. made the team, which is exciting. Um, yeah. I guess I'll go through mine. So I always love to start with a defender to kick things off. And yep. I'm looking at the mix that I currently have. And this is this, this is probably the hardest one to look at. And it's probably my biggest snub where I think there's someone else that is probably a better player that, that should be going through there. There's also another player that I want in there. But structural-wise, when I talk about the smalls I have down there, in you know, a Zach Williams, Saad and Stocker, I still think I'm maybe missing that guy that can really lock down on a small. And yep. he, he maybe hasn't shown a lot in preseason. He, he maybe isn't 100% fit just yet. But I still think currently he is our best lockdown small. And until someone else takes that position, I've got Lockie Plowman as my first spot yep. on that bench, just basically because I think he's the best uh, lockdown small. Uh, of course, then uh-huh. my next position, of course, I've got Matty Kennedy in there. He has to be in the team. He's that next run of that midfield, add uh-huh. something different. I love it. And then I have got um, Lockie O'Brien in there to be that wing rotation, just what he was able to do so far. That runoff outside is exciting. His delivery is amazing. Have to have him in there the, the way he's yep. currently been playing. And I think just versatility-wise for some of the players, it allows, you know, a Chera to, to run into the midfield if, if he can play wide. It allows Doherty to move around because you can pretty much just play O'Brien on one of the wings for the whole day and have everyone else switching around, which I do like to see. And then mm-hmm. I've, gone, I've gone another snub for my last position. Here we go. Here is where – so I've gone basically your defender, your sort of two midfielders, and now I need someone in my forward line to rotate in there. And as I said, I've got, you know, your Silvani, Fisher, Durden, and Honey in there. So I think I need a bit more of a traditional small forward, which is why I've gone Matty Owies with my last spot. I have absolutely snubbed, and you'll all be yelling, Jack Martin is he's not in the team at the moment, which mm-hmm. 
was the hardest one to leave out. And I'll, I'll explain it because I think it deserves an explanation. And maybe there's a bit of recency bias because he hasn't been amazing in the preseason. He doesn't look mm. 100% fit just yet. Yeah. But if I'm going to look at what I've seen since he's come to Carlton, he really has not had a big stretch of football that you can really go, man, Jack Martin is unbelievable. I think he's okay. a bit patchy at times. He probably should be in the best 22 on talent, but I don't think he's shown me that consistency throughout. And so when I was looking at the structure, I had Honey ahead of him in being that like dynamic guy that can mark the ball, play a bit taller. So I've thrown him ahead of Martin. And then I didn't love the idea of just having Dirt and Honey Martin. I thought that that wasn't the right blend so I wanted that fast pace, mm. small forward in Matty Owies. So that's what I've gone. Feel free to pick apart that and debate it with me. No, I mean, I totally understand it. it when I was writing it in, I'm like, oh, I don't don't love it. But yeah. I still, uh, I think the context you gave me about like, this is the team. If your life was on the line, what do you think? Like, what's yeah. the team that you would want to put out there? And I, I feel like Martin is that seventh mm. guy to go through the forward line. You're right. The consistency is a massive issue. Um, we maybe haven't got exactly what we hoped we were going to be getting with him. And a lot of it has been these weird little injuries that he gets and all yeah. of that. Um, and yeah, so he's right on the precipice. Like, all mm. your arguments make perfect sense. The, the day has not yet come where we completely berate each other for a selection. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, He's definitely the, mm. the big snub there for me, but I get it. Yeah, he, it's stiff because I think he, he probably should be best 22, and he probably is, and he's probably in everyone else's best 22s. But I just – I want more from him. And maybe this is the the kick yeah. up the backside that I'm looking for, and this is almost a Jack Martin, make me pick you next year because you've put in the shift. And, like, he did little things against Melbourne – um, he did a little nice pick up and turn, but then turned the ball over straight away. And yeah, I, I just maybe haven't seen the consistency from him that I'm after. And I've snubbed him. I had to make a hot take, and that's I think mine for this this team. Without without making this into a roast or putting you on the spot too much. Ah, come on, what, come on. What do you what do you think his best football attribute is? Jeez. Because the, the reason I think of it, I'm like, he's not a big ball winner. No. He uses the ball well at times, but also can do some silly turnovers like that. Yeah. Endurance doesn't seem to be his strength. He can be quick off the off the, off the step at times. Mm. Doesn't kick a lot of goals. I think it's, and I don't know if this is a good answer or a bad one, but it's almost his ability to literally make something out of nothing where he has no right and we're struggling and all of a sudden he takes a mark he shouldn't, he wins the ball and yeah. runs through four blokes and kicks a goal. We've seen glimpses of this and he adds that bit of something, that bit of spice to jumping in the midfield for a couple of clearances. It's something mm-hmm. that we don't have that kind of player. He, I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again, that bit of X factor that, you know, someone 100%. else maybe in that squad doesn't have. You, you look at like, your, I don't know, maybe a Zach Fisher that, I think plays really well, but I'm not expecting Zach Fisher to run through a contest, pick the ball, spin past three guys and kick a goal. I just, mm. I don't think that's his game. Whereas Jack Martin, that's what I, I imagine. He's that, yep. that extra little sort of cherry on top, uh, I think, kind of player. And you just need consistency out of his body, play games of football 
because uh, I can see games where he doesn't do a lot, but then next week he kicks three. And that's, I think, just what we're going to have to live with with that mm. kind of play. It's almost that luxury kind, which is why when I was looking at it, maybe I wanted a bit more, and, and no offense to him, but like the hard workers. I wanted like the yeah. guys that will go in there and do it rather than relying on a bit of flair. So that's why I yeah. think I snubbed him in the end. And I, I appreciate you there defending uh, my position on him, but, you know, going <laughs> through the positives when, when I was the one that actually selected him. So that's good. And yeah, they, I agree with the X factor and that's the reason why I like him as that kind of bench option. But that's mm. also the thing that, Oh, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I actually see the world where he kind of is a lockdown for the entire season um, yeah. this year with the talent that we've got coming through. I think, yeah, he's going to have to really lift and show that consistency mm. if he does want to, um, keep his spot. Hundred percent. So I guess I'll, I'll right, we'll go to the sub first. Actually, so oh, probably the one sub. of the again one of the hardest things because you could easily just go okay next best chuck him in there, which you may have done. You may have <laughs> chosen the path of there's something else maybe lacking in this team. I'll, I'll throw him there, or maybe you've just gone versatility. I don't know what your plan was for the sub. But I'm excited mm. to know who you've gone and then give me your reasoning for why you've chosen this guy because there could be an injury to a key forward, to a key yep. defender. You never know why he's coming on. So let me know who the sub is here, Lockie. Well, that is exactly <clears throat> the reason why I have chosen this sub. It is the versatility factor. I don't necessarily think that he is the 23rd best player currently. Yeah. But I think for me... I really like the idea of having Brody Kemp as yep. the sub because uh-huh. looking at whatever position could go down, I like the flexibility that provides. I have faith that this mm. man can go forward if we lose Harry at the start of a game like we did last season um, yep. and that that wouldn't be too out of place. So, And he was very, very close as well to being just in the main 22, but I just don't mm. – exactly know where he fits. It seems like in every little position that he plays well, there's someone just slightly ahead of him. And the man is so young. So he's going to be in our premiership team. Don't you worry about that. But at Mm. this stage, sum it up. Yeah. No, I like that. I think that is, he's one of the very close to perfect subs where literally you need someone to play tall defender, small defender, tall forward, mid-size forward, chuck him in the midfield. And he also, I think, allows you to to bring him on and then move someone else, which is kind of cool. Like you could easily chuck him down back and then Stocker moves into the midfield. Like I just think the versatility exactly. factor on a Kemp is very exciting. However, this is a, a very left field selection for me. Oh, my God. Don't. You're just trying to get clicks. <laughs> That's what I'm about, mate. we we got to get these views up. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we've... Look, I've gone, I've gone this man, and uh, it's exciting. I was trying to see what this team needed and what I want from a sub. And he maybe can play a couple of positions. I think I was really looking for an injection of flair, a bit of spark. Someone, when an injury comes down, this guy comes on, you get a bit of excitement. You go, what can this guy bring? Where is he going to play? You can move some other pieces around. And it's not a Jack Martin, who I think no. was the obvious choice for this role, but I was maybe worried. Now, Don't say I've, it. Sort of pre- I've prefaced this quite a bit, but he is someone that maybe hasn't shown it consistently. Mm. But I, I wanted to go big for my sub. And so I have gone David Cunningham 
as my sub. Pick that one apart. I'll be honest. I forgot David Cunningham existed. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Do you think it? Do you think it works? Because the idea behind it was, you know, looking at this team. Get an injury to the back line. I think you're stuffed anyway. There's no point maybe having a, a big, tall defender unless you choose the Brody mm. Kemp. And, and maybe that's the obvious choice that I've missed here. Um, same with the key forwards. So wanted to bring someone that could just really impact the game. And I think what we've seen from Cunningham at his best is you, you'll stream forward, you'll kick a couple of goals, he'll be involved in a lot of our best passages of play. And I'm really excited to see what he can do with Voss because it looks like he's really utilizing these fast pacey plays. We're getting a lot out of O'Brien, Fisher, Saad. These plays, it's exciting. I'm just thinking of prospect of a David Cunningham in that team. Yeah. That's getting me going. You can chuck him in some center bounces if you need him to, run him as a midfielder. He can be a rotation on the wing. You can chuck him in the, the half forward line, make Silvani. Maybe he gets a go on the wing. He gets a go in the midfield. Mm-hmm. I just like chucking in a bit more of an X factor coming on rather yeah. than maybe someone that covers holes a bit more. I don't know. I uh, like it's, it. It's a little no. bit different. Kent was, Kent was the obvious one, but I was like, nah, let's, let's do something a bit crazy and throw Connors in there. He's, he's becoming a real March bank because I hadn't even, mm. I can't even remember seeing him out there and we know he's done some <laughs> great things on the field. I thought until you said he hasn't been consistent enough, I thought you were going to go Jesse Motlop and I was going <laughs> to abort the stream because we love him, but he's nowhere near it yet. Yeah. Um, no, I love Martin, I'd be stiff. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting. And I mean, this is obviously our takes and you and I were talking about this at the game briefly. So I have to know how the club feel internally about these players and that, that there's likely to be differences internally than there are to what the fans see. There's every, yeah. there's every chance that inside the club, Cunningham, they reckon that he's a walk-up. And it's like yeah. he's injured, but he's you know. there because he was there at, at, the, uh, at the start of the year. Mm. But, yeah, I like it. Wow, look, that's, there's plenty, which I think is probably the best thing Ooh. to talk about. Um, I guess let's go straight into it. Who were the hardest players that you had to mm. snub um, and maybe give a bit of reasoning on why you chose someone else over them? That's probably the, the best best thing to go from here. Yeah. Well, I'll start, I guess, with the easy one maybe. I, I feel bad not having TDK in the side. Yeah. But I think with – where we're placed at the moment, it would not be the worst thing in the world. And I don't know, this might be way too hot a take, but if, if he is able to spend a bit of time in the twos with Pitt doing mm. all the main work in the, in the main side, get TDK, get that confidence up, get yep. him absolutely dominating some second-class Ruckman in the twos, kicking goals, all that. Yeah. It just does. I know it's really, we've just gone either Pitt or him. I don't mm-hmm. like this. I, for a bit there, I had him on my bench and I was like, okay, so then we're rotating Kerno, Harry, Pitt and TDK. Uh, it just doesn't feel like the best option at this stage. So he's the first mm-hmm. one. Do you have any thoughts on that or do you want to speak to Brad? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to speak on, on I guess, the, the both Ruckman because mm. I did the same thing where I had both in my team to start with. I'd Pitt on the bench and then you, yeah, you're looking too. at who else you're, you're, I guess, not having in that team because you've – gone that second Ruckman and it's like, oh, does O'Brien miss out? Does another forward miss out? Like structurally, how is this going to work? And can we go that tall 
Is that the best way to do it? And I guess, yeah, I went to Koning. He's probably not the best at the moment as far as just ruck craft. But I've, I've almost gone that explosive side. I wanted to just go all out, get the excitement factor. And that's why I've gone to Koning because, mm. I, you know, I assume for you, JSOS is your second ruckman. I liked yeah. the idea of, you know, if he's in there, TDK can fight forward if you need him to. A bit more versatile than maybe a pit. Mm. Uh, but I don't blame you for going pit net because I think if you just want your, you know, I don't want to say basic ruckman, but your, your simple ruckman that goes in there and does yeah. the, the good things, he probably is amazing leap to to touch touch tap to, to, to tap the ball down to one of our amazing mm. midfielders to do a chase down tackle on the wing to, oh, to take that. a mark out of nowhere and go forward. I just thought he had that extra ceiling that I was willing to go for over a big Brad. So that was probably mm. a, a bit of a snub there. Um, do you have one of the ones that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned for one of my snubs is yeah. the fact that Nick Newman has not made my team. That was where I was going next. That is honestly unbelievable. So mm. I, so it was, yeah, Stocker. Yeah, so I ended up going basically Stocker, yeah. Stocker, Stocker and Plowman ahead of Nick yeah. Newman, basically. Yeah, so I, I was going to speak to Plowman as being my backline-ish kind yeah. of snub guy and where, where it's Newman for you. Yeah. It's interesting, and I'm, I'm trying to take the recency out of it without, you know, because Newman has been looking really good. Mm. Yeah. It could go either way. Uh, Plow, maybe I'm succumbing to all the noise that we hear from the Carlton fans about whether he's actually good or not and whether, yeah. <laughs> you know, how important he actually is. And I last year I probably spoke every second week about how important he was, and now if we don't have him, we're going to fall mm. apart. But I think I'm just getting, for me, more confident in, like, that attacking side of our defense and with how the connection has been looking, it just feels like we can go those more attacking options and Mm. and I've got Stocker there on the bench so that, you know, for the, you know, whatever, your Papley's, your Dan Butler's or or the like, um, I think our best team doesn't have Plowman, but go on. Talk to me about Newman. Mm. He had high 20s touches, didn't he? On the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got a lot of the ball. Um, 27. Touch on Plowman a little bit. I think the system that we have in place now that we actually have a defensive one, uh, you're going to find <laughs> out whether Plowman has it or not this season. This is right really point. going to be the year he's found right out point. and we know whether he is going to be that good small forward or he's just not up to it. And, yeah, I think I kind of touched on it earlier when I was talking about the mix of who I wanted in there and I needed that lockdown small. It's still the position that I don't categorically have an answer to I don't really go, yes, Plowman's nailed on, lock lock it away, you beauty. I don't. I can see him within the first couple of rounds of the season, me going, yeah, it's Newman. It's, we'll go him instead. But I just, it worries me going with that, I guess, defense. You go, what, Saad, Williams, Newman, where's, where's the defensive part yeah. to that? Can McGovern... Lockdown on that mid-size? Is that what you're looking for? I kind of want him playing on someone where he can really go off and float so you're not worried about that. I think Stocker being in there is the one that both of us would have just gone, Stocker has to be in this team somewhere. Don't care yeah. where he plays. Put him in the back line. Put him in the midfield. He's just too good not to have. And so it was that yeah. last spot 
And I think what I'm starting to see a little bit with Newman that worries me is his disposal, which, Mm. you know, I guess Plowman's probably done it a little bit too, but I just feel like Newman butchers it a little bit too much and he makes some really poor errors by foot and and causes Mm. some turnovers. And I guess that defensive now, so I wanted someone that is just, that's your role. You don't really Mm. attack. Just be a bit more stable down there, which is why I went Plowman over in Newman because I see Newman a bit more like his Zach Williams and Saad. And at the yeah. moment, those two are ahead of him. I, I could not, you know, drop either of those to chuck a Newman in there. And then mm-hmm. I saw sort of Plowman and Stocker as those more locked down with Stocker being able to do a bit of both. And again, I couldn't have Newman over Plowman as the lock. And then it was, yeah, Newman or Stocker and my love for Stocker comes through there. So that's why I've snubbed him. But it's incredible depth for me if Newman isn't in our best 22 and you're oh, yeah. with other guys. Or you or Kemp's built up and now he's that lockdown small. Yeah, It's insane if he isn't in that best 22 because, as you say, he finds the footy, he attacks, he, he wants to take the game on, and that's really exciting for our new game plan. But, yeah, those are the reasons I've decided not to have him in there. I think you hit the nail on the head talking the game plan part of it because I can see this I can see this world where the structure is working so well that we, that as we start the season you go oh Newman actually like uh. can be that more like that his defensive attributes are showing mm. more yeah. um yeah great call I, I think you're right there, there there could come a time here where it's like oh is like Plowman was playing really well and was so important, but with these different systems that we have in mm. place, maybe he isn't. Um, but I agree. Roll him out there for round mm. one. See if he can kick another 50-meter bomb like he did uh, in round one last year. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. Like, when we talk about the system, maybe we can move away a bit from having to have this bona fide lockdown one-on-one where everyone's just doing different things. Everyone's rotating mm. We've got the spare down there that's that's floating throughout. And it, so it doesn't matter who's on anyone. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're throwing Willow down the back line. It's not changing the levels too much because the system works. Players are in the right positions and nullifying the attacks rather than having to hope that Plowman wins that one-on-one contest. Like, yeah, it'll come down to that at times, but we're just hoping that the structure down there and where guys are positioned are helping us over that. So I definitely understand that we could get halfway through this season and go, doesn't matter who plays that lockdown small because we've figured it out. Um, I guess Mm. I want to maybe go back and touch just slightly on that Ruckman situation that we were talking about. Do you see a world where we can play two Rucks? And if we do that, does that mean that someone else misses out? Does that mean that we don't play the three defenders? Does that mean a Silvani can't play because he's a little bit too tall? Does that mean just Kemp's completely not playing because it's too tall? How would you see the team if we do have two Ruckman? Yeah, there definitely is a world where it happens. And I wouldn't be shocked if Kerno did come into this side that we rolled out there this week, honestly, and, mm. and, and TDK and Pitt remained. I, I was toying up with that when I was looking at that Martin spot where I was like, oh, like, what does that what does that look like if, like, say we had that team that we rolled out there and Kerno came in instead of Martin? Mm. Like, is that, I don't know, is it that yeah. different? Uh, TDK, yeah, I, I need to see more 
forward line quality from him. Like I need, I need more faith that we know that Brad is best when he's in the center bounces and he's doing that core simple Mm. ruck work stuff. That means TDK needs to be a really good player when he's not there because he's not going to be able to be there for the majority of the game. So I, I, and so that's why I can see if he starts being able to reliably take marks, he's still, he took that awesome Mm. mark, but he still seems to get up there so often and bobble it. And then he starts kicking mm-hmm. them on the scoreboard. I could, I could see that world. And oh, the thought of having JSOS out of this team, not being best twenty-two, is crazy. I could never, I couldn't see that happening this year. Yeah, I heard a couple of people behind me at the footy. They were, well, they were having this discussion, and they were going, "What do we do? Do we play two rucks? Does that yeah. mean JSOS goes out?" And a couple of people were were genuinely saying, "JSOS isn't in the team for them," which I found quite yeah. surprising. No way. I still don't necessarily really see him as that third tall. I see him playing smaller, but if you're desperate, he yeah. can just be a bit taller. I just don't think he's amazing overhead. And I like him as that option that can, you know, push up, have a couple of center bounces, play the ruck roll, do all the all the lovely things we think. And I don't see a world where he comes out of that team. It'll be interesting. Do we go that point of difference like we were before with the three talls? And is that mm. where DeConning comes in? where he predominantly maybe like in this practice match plays down forward with mm. your Charlie and your Harry rotating through. So maybe, you know, Charlie gets a bit of a rest at times or you have all three out there and then he occasionally pinch hits in the ruck with, with Pitto down there. Like so there's a mm. chance that that happens and I have a feeling that's what may happen round one. I have a feeling we may see the two rucks to start just with maybe some other players not yeah. available. But I think long-term... I can't see that being how we roll out just with the other players that are going to miss that I think are so vital to us with the depth that we're going to have. Mm. Like, I don't think you can realistically at the moment play a camp in there. If you've got the two rucks along with everything else, I think that that's starting to get a little too tall for me. Um, Cause then mm. what, then do we take the, the Newman out of it and then we're losing that pace. So I, I don't love the idea of it. And I think long-term, I think the one ruck is where it's going for me. So who takes that is going to be an interesting storyline for the year. Yeah. And we've often been happy with like that point of difference of when we have sauce as the guy in the center bounces or doing the rucking around the ground, like having that extra kind of midfielder there. We mm. saw Charlie take a couple forward line hit outs um, in the, in the game the other week. I don't hate that idea if we can spread yeah. that load around. So they're all kind of the reasons why maybe one ruck works. But, yeah, I, like like you said, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I can't believe mm. there's, a, there's a couple of players that neither of us named that some people probably think are absolute locks. Probably know yep. who I would be referring to there. I can definitely think of one. Um, and I believe that might be an Ed Kerno. Is that who you're alluding to yeah. there? Yeah. Who was the other? <laughs> I genuinely cannot well, think of another person that's, uh, I guess, really close into that team. Who else do you think? Setterfield. Oh, okay. I can see that. Um, He's not for, not for me. Not for me. Yeah. But I think from what we've seen from him in the past, in the last couple of years, there's times where he looks like a walk-up guy. Mm. Um, mm. He wasn't really that close to my selection. But, yeah, Ed Curdo's the the bigger one. It, it is crazy that... He had such a good year last year, and yeah, I'm trying to take away the recency of these last couple of games, but I don't see who he is better than in that best 23. 
That's what you look at. You're looking at that midfield going, okay, well, if it's Cripps, Walsh, Hewitt, you've then got Kennedy to run through there, Chera to run through there, potentially a a Fisher at times, a a Jack Martin, Sam Doherty. Does Zach Williams get a go through there? Okay, everyone's bringing different things. You've got a bit of pace. You've got a bit of grunt. What does Ed Kerno bring? Mm. He brings really that tagging, hard nut kind of role. Is he better than anyone else in that team at those? Not really. Uh, And he's probably just not versatile enough where you chuck him that bench spot over someone else that can play a bit forward. Like we, I mean, we saw last season he played there a little bit and he had that one game where he kicked a couple of goals, but I wouldn't be wanting to rely on an Ed Kerno for that. I think going forward and, He's going to be a bit of a luxury this year where if we get an injury, you're not exactly. going to be unhappy that an edge running through. And I, I love yeah. the idea of him being the the leader of the VFL team. And I, I mean that with no disrespect at all. Like I genuinely think that that is a really good role where he's going to help the Jack Carrolls come through. He's going to help uh, hopefully a Paddy Dow get a bit of confidence there by being that experienced guy that can take the number one tagger of, of whatever team they're playing against to allow yeah. those younger guys to get a bit more confidence, to teach them to teach them everything about Carlton. He's been at the club for so many years. He seems yeah. like one of the best clubmen. He's always there when the new recruits come in, telling them about everything, taking them through. He does such amazing things off-field. Having that for the youngsters and, and just teaching them everything, I think is going to be a really important role for us this season and hopefully that just elevates everyone else around him. Play a really selfless role, I think. Yeah, very well said. It, it truly is a luxury that, mm. that we will be able to bring him in when we need to. And maybe he's absolutely ripping it up down there and he's an undeniable selection to come up. So mm. it's, a, it's a great position that we're in that you look at these guys that we haven't named and a lot yeah. of them were just locks for last mm. season, which is yeah. which is showing where we're growing. Yeah, and I think sort of Hewitt's, basically taking his role who I think can just do yeah. a bit, a lot more same with sort of Kennedy. So it's just hard. You then throw him in there and then it's the questions of, is it too slow? Are there any issues? Um, I guess I want to just touch on Brody Kemp real quickly because both yeah. of us love him and think oh, by yeah. the end of the year, he should be in our best 22 somewhere. Where sure. do you see his best position? That is probably the big <laughs> thing and finding out where he can fit in this team. Cause we both obviously looked at that defense and went, there's other players there looked at the forward line and said, there's other players I'd like. Doesn't fit into that midfield just yet. Mm. Do you have a spot that you can see him taking? Like, is there someone's spot currently in that best 22 where you're going, Yeah, I would like them maybe phased out for the rest of the season and he comes in and wherever he plays. Oh, that is, it's, you've worded that in a great way because when you started that question, my immediate answer was yes. He like, uh, I, oh, sorry. I'm going to, like, I think his best position is, is in the back line. Yeah. I do not see where that phasing out necessarily takes place. Mm. Like, yeah, unless maybe you say that what we've seen from Gov isn't the real deal mm. and maybe yeah. he doesn't show it at the start of the season and then Kemp becomes that intercept guy. I'm definitely going to fence sit on where I think his best position long-term is for yeah. Kemp. No idea. The sample size is too small, and I feel mm. like he is the kind of guy that will be able to thrive anywhere yeah. when needed, but he's not pulling anyone out of that midfield. I feel like the forward line, neither. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I, like, I'm with you. I feel like he is going to be cemented in the team at the end of the season, but there's going to be an interesting name that gets knocked out if that is mm. the case. Yeah, like I don't know if there's someone on the bench that he ends up taking that spot because of for everything you've said, can play anywhere and he becomes that yeah. almost like the Jared Waite role where if you need him forward one week, he plays there. If you need him down back, uh, you know, I don't know if he – if he's because he, he can play midfield, so maybe he's agile enough mm. to end up playing as that lockdown small, and he takes the plowman role. Like that's where currently I'm trying to yeah. look at. But then he, can he play taller down defense? It's it's one of the best things to have where you've got a guy with his talents, and you don't know where to put him because you. And it's not because you're going, oh, well, he can't really play in the forward line. He's no good. Can't play in mm. the back. It's, it's he can play everywhere. He's actually good at any position you you place him in, and. For me at the moment, I think where you're sitting is we haven't seen enough. He hasn't had enough football in him. Just chuck him in the VFL for the first month or so. Whatever position you want to chuck him in, let him learn the craft, really hone that role, and mm. then bring him in eventually because, yeah, I don't know where it is. I think at the moment I'm, I agree with you. I think I kind of see him being that back line. But who's the pot does he take? It is yeah. genuinely so hard to look at but i yeah i think i think he'll he'll get in there some way he's just too good not to that that turn last year against st kilda that kind of thing (laughs) for his height not many players can do that and yeah he's another guy that just brings something a bit bit different to that team yeah for sure i'll 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 throw out honey um and cunningham as well because they were two that you that you had um at least in your extended team that i didn't have yeah love both of them could very much see a situation where at the end of the season they both are in the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really interesting seeing the the honey always Durden mix because we've been asking that question yeah. all off season and always and Durden have looked awesome. Um, and then you, you forget that that small sample that we saw of Honey last year, he just seems like such a natural and a professional, mm-hmm. um, and he's still so young. And I love with Honey that he can almost play tall as well. He plays as that like marking forward. It reminds me a little yeah. bit of probably for his height, probably a bit more kind of like Jamie Elliott for Collingwood where mm. he plays as that sort of small forward, kicks goals, but then he's still able to play one-on-one and take marks against his opponent, which is where I see that point of difference happening in that forward line, kind of like a JSOS where he can – He's a hard matchup because he can play so much. Like we're talking about, you know, who's our lockdown small because sometimes you'll come up against a Papley. Then it's a bit of a a taller player like a Fritch, like who plays on him. We can hopefully make these matchups where teams are going, oh, well, okay, you go on Durden because he's the small. Then who plays on Sauce? Who plays on Honey? Because how do you you lock him down? He plays small, he plays tall. I think that's the excitement that I was really looking at with maybe a Honey and, and having always is that small, maybe over Jack Martin, where they can just cause so many mismatches for the opposition. And again, it is such a small sample size. We don't know exactly where they're going to be. It's I'm really shattered that he had that injury and he didn't have that chance to just show us something yeah. in the preseason. Cause now always and, and Durden have taken that step. They're definitely ahead because we've seen them and they've, they've proven it so far. And then you even have Motlop to throw into that. He's obviously quite raw, but you're hoping you see him at the end of the second half of the year. Who comes out? Who comes out for him? How does he fit into this team? Because we've got high hopes. He looks exciting. And, again, he's someone that 
It's not like he does the same thing that Durden does. He doesn't do the same thing as always. They're all slightly different. There's just there's a lot of positives of guys that are gonna have to miss out, um, just because everyone else is playing better. It's 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 so exciting for once. I actually I'm not looking at this going, oh, we've got to play always in the forward line. Like no, I'm excited for him, and I'm annoyed because someone else isn't playing. And I'm not trying to give him a drive by right now. But I'm just going to throw this out there because there was a lot of people at the end of last season that were very upset with Mickey Gibbons being let go. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. Where's he fit that in? He wouldn't be near it. He wouldn't be near it right now. And then there's another guy that we haven't touched on that played a lot of footy last year that seemed nailed on whenever he played. Coaches seemed to love him. Played a bit of that similar Mickey Gibbons role. Played a bit forward. Played a bit midfield. He is behind so many at the moment for me, but I can mm. definitely still see a world that the coaches like what he brings. He comes in and he nails down best 22, and that's Lockie Fogarty, who mm. is a bit of a forgotten man, doesn't seem like he's in the selection sort of picture at the moment, but we have seen some good positives from him previously. <laughs> With how you led into that one, I actually thought you were going to say the name of a different player. Yeah, Fogarty's interesting. I, I didn't personally have him. He never made it into this best 22 team yeah, or my discussions not. about it. But like we've spoken about, the potential is there and he's shown the flashes. Um, mm. And it, if I'm looking at kind of like the depth chart of each yeah. of these spots, like I'm looking at the guys that can run through like our backline options, for instance. There's a bunch of guys that are not there that you could talk yourself into. When I look at the forwards, it's like, ah, uh, like I could see a world where Fogarty does get the call up, you know, if I guess like a Durden or Owies mm. or Honey even does have a few bad, bad weeks, um, mm. he could be around it. It's his hardest at thing is maybe a little bit of the Jack Martin in what's his real yeah. strength and what is his best position. Yeah. Because he's not a midfielder. He's not really a small forward. He kind of plays a bit of both. Fish is faster and I think a better player. I think Martin's a better player at that. Honey does a bit of the both. Yep. Where does he fit? And if you're looking at the midfield, like I'll throw a few more names out there. Like you've got your Kernos ahead of him, your Paddy Dow, who I want to touch on, Setterfield's ahead of him. I'd have Jack Carroll ahead of him as well as someone I'd probably rather see run through that midfield. Um Jack Nunes is another name as well, who might have been the He's one, the one that I thought I was going to talk yeah, about. It was. That all of a sudden is so far down the depth chart. Yeah. You've even got a Sam Philp that could go through there. Willow, Boy, like there's so many other names that are kind of in that contention with mm. a Fogarty, who I all kind of I can nail down a strength of a lot of those guys and what they're going to bring. And I'm just worried that Fogarty's gonna slip because he doesn't have that. It, extra thing he brings that no one else does. And I kind of, to not be too, like, you know, mean to him, but it, it kind of sees at the moment that he's just, oh, he tackles really well. He brings a mm. bit of intent. And unfortunately, that's not going to be enough. He needs to nail down uh, something he can bring that no one else does to this team. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's it's his second season at the club. We didn't have to give up a whole lot to get him. It's great that we have him as an option there. Yeah. Um, but I, I think at this stage we can we can keep investing in the other guys we have, which is good. 
Mm. So I want to touch on, I guess, a bit more of the midfield depth. There's yeah. a couple of players. So Paddy Dow is someone that you talked to us end of last season. You probably find a way to get him in. We now have recruited a Hewitt and a Chera, and maybe some others have gone past him. How does Paddy Dow get into this team? Because at the moment, he's we didn't even see him in any of the practice mm. matches. He's playing VFL. He's apparently not playing the best footy. What do you make of him and how does he get in? This midfield is going to cause us some issues mm. with how deep, well, with how quality our starters are. Uh, like there's no, the, the time isn't going to be there for a guy yeah. like Dow to be able to have considerable time in there. Can he go forward and be a goal-kicking small forward? E- even if he yeah. added that to his game, we're, we're gonna we're gonna want to have those natural guys there. Mm. Like, oh, do you want to transform yourself into a halfback runner? We've actually too many of those. He doesn't even got Nick Newman in his team, so I think you're gonna be having a bit of trouble <laughs> yeah. doing that. So I, I don't I don't see it. Yeah, it's it's a good question, but I think I'm I'm almost more worried about is I don't want to be super negative on him, but is this like his last time on the list? It could be. If he doesn't okay. break in this season, if he if we get a couple injuries, he comes in and he struggles, like does he get another contract? And it's the harsh, I guess, reality of of us trying to build and be a better team. Like he has to be knocking on the door. He has to be dominating that VFL week in, week out and be what Kennedy was the last few years of, gee, he just he dominates the twos every week. He's got to come in at some stage. Yeah. And unfortunately, if he can't do that, there's going to be some names that go past him. And one of those I think could be Jack Carroll. He's someone that we're all pretty high on. He's had yeah. injury interrupted time, brings a bit of something different. There is a genuine chance that he goes past him this year. And that's a, that's a worry, but it could also be spun into a positive that we've just got so many other guys that are playing good footy that someone's going to eventually have to miss out. He showed such good signs at stages Mm. uh, like last year. We were very, very high on him for a bit there, but it's all about who comes out at the end of the Mm. day. And, And look, Unlikely that we're going to have a Melbourne run of last year where it seemed like they didn't have a single injury yeah. the entire season. We probably will have some and he'll get that crack. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, what really hurts him is what you touched on. Looking at the midfield mix, you'd say it's it's, it's a versatility because if you're just going to have him as a just a midfielder, well, you know, Cripps is ahead of him, obviously. Walsh, Hewitt, Kennedy, but Kennedy can also go forward. Chair is definitely ahead of him if I didn't mention him. Like you've got a few and then you're going, okay, he's now in the team as that can play multiple positions. Correct. I'd have Cunningham over him because I think he can do a bit more elsewhere. So I think, yeah, he's either going to have to get to a stage where he's better than Kennedy in the midfield. Like that's probably the role because I have, you know, your Chris, mm. Chera, Walsh, and Hewitt above a Kennedy at the moment. So yeah. he's either going to have to be better than him or grow other facets of his game where you can't, you just, you have to pick him because he's doing everything. And yeah, I, I don't know if he can do that. Uh, not to be super negative. I, I ho- I'm hoping he can, but 
you're just looking at this squad now and it's it's not looking super positive, unfortunately. Yeah. And and probably the other player is is maybe sorry to cut you off. Um no, no, no. But like maybe a set of field as well is that other one that we kind of touched on yeah. where it looks like his role at the moment is on the wing, but all of a sudden you get, you know, your Walsh and Doherty back. Does he does he get a look in over those guys on the wing where you can move a chair out there? A Walsh can play on the wing at times. I don't think so. And so where does he fit? Because he's now no longer that inside mid. You'd say Dow's ahead of him as the inside mid, or, or you say they're level. <sighs> Who would have thought, you know, two years ago, you'd be saying Setterfield and Dow are just going to be nowhere near this team. Yeah, that's it. And who would you say you have, you think is more likely to become our best 22 player in the next year or two? <laughs> Gee, oh, the fact that they're playing Setterfield on the wing I think gives him a slight edge just because yep. there's that defined role for him. But I see a bigger upside with a Paddy Dow, but the position yep. he plays, I, I think there's too many people. Like I think Dow's the better player, but the role's not there. So yep. yeah, a weird great. fence sit, but it's probably set a field. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, did you have much to touch on, I guess your, your, your Jack Nunes and where you'd see him. Like when we're talking about this ring wing role, would yeah. you have Nunes ahead of Setterfield? I guess in that contention of the next guy in. Oh, uh, if we if we we're looking to win a one game of footy, I would absolutely have Nunes ahead of Setterfield. Okay, um, but I I think at this stage for me, if yeah, Nunes, oh, you, you love him and he's so reliable and you know what you're going to get. But mm. uh, I would rather put like say we had well, obviously Walsh isn't going to start the season, and yep. say we have that opportunity for a winger. I'd rather see Setterfield in there because the ceiling is there. Mm. Um, but Nunes yeah. is going to be an awesome player for us to know that we have in the back pocket this season if those mm. injuries do come um, because there's absolutely nothing mm. wrong with him as a player where he is at now. It's just nothing spectacular. Mm. It's it's amazing that I mean, it's a small sample size of, of preseason, but it looks like so many of these, and again, I don't want to be disrespectful, but like these – C-grade players that we have that have played roles for us for the past few years and been good at what they do, but only getting us those sort of six out of tens, that's their best. It looks like so many players have now gone past them. And to use that phrase again, like we've almost like kind of phased them out of the team and we're getting Mm. guys with higher ceilings either already past them or a level playing field with them. So we're persisting with those guys instead. It's, yeah. it's definitely really big positives. Uh, was there anyone else, I guess, from that midfield, um, maybe like a Sam Philp or a Cottrell that you can see yeah. honing roles or are they just so far down the pecking order for you at the moment that you would just not even look at them until they really showed something in the twos? Yeah. Uh, in my spreadsheet, I have separated them into the, the, the guys that are close and the guys that aren't close. And yeah, yeah. Th- those couple of names aren't, are in the not close at the moment, even though we mm-hmm. saw a little bit of them um, in the preseason and, and, and Phil, like we've hardly really seen anything from him so yeah. far in his career. The opportunity just hasn't been there. Um, so the hope's still out on him. Um, but Cottrell, I think one, yeah, he'll he'll need to put in some quality twos performances this year. I think if he wants to um, remain, I think. Yeah, he was one on Thursday night against Melbourne. That as soon as he came on, and we started, you know, conceding a couple of goals. My first thinking in my head was, well, we're probably not going to be making these mistakes come round one. 
because he's not going to be there, which is harsh. But I think it's just the reality that he, for me, like you, is so far down the pecking order. Like if I'm ranking the midfielders that we've all talked about, it's like Ed, Dow, Setterfield, Carroll, Nunes, Fogarty, Philp, Cottrell. He's the last one for me. And we've seen that he can do some good things when, when he is on there. He does bring something there. Um, but I just don't think we're probably going to see him this year, which again is just a positive that other people have gone past him. It's, exactly. it's only positives. Uh, probably the last thing is just the defense. We haven't really touched yes. on it too much. There's a lot of names to go through. Um, take me through the guys that didn't make that for you. There's quite a lot of tools there. And just yeah. tell me, I guess, where you see them going this season. Is there spots for them moving forward? They're all guys that, like they they showed a little bit in the preseason. We got to see them. They're clearly at least close um, because yep. they're getting that opportunity. And, yeah, I, I can see a world where they could all – each one of them could have an opportunity and roles this year when it comes down to injuries or that kind of thing. Um, Young, as I've said, I, I really like the upside of him. And he is raw at the moment. But, you know, h- how things play out this season, I could see a role where he becomes a mm. better option than, than McDonald down back. There's, yep. It's it exists. Um, Willow is a good one because we both, we've always wanted Willow to take that next step. Probably been a mm. couple of years of us thinking that it was his time to make that leap. Yeah. Um, and it's possible, but he's, he's on the fringes now. Um, Parks I'll throw out there as well. Love the man, love what we've seen from him when he has been out there. Um, he's really a little bit behind those guys for me. And then the last one I'll name is Marchie. Because who yeah. knows what Marchie looks like now? Um, but there's there is a mm. universe where he comes back and he is better than Gov. Yeah. Yep. That's I agree. possible. Yeah, I guess I'll touch on uh young to start where I I think I'm exactly in the same camp as you. We've touched on it a bit where he's just that little bit less experienced at the moment. And I've liked what I've seen more of McDonald wearing picks himself, obviously. And then Gov playing that role as that third tall. I don't see young being that floating interceptor. I see him growing into a bit more of that lockdown. For sure. Probably comes second end of the season. There's a chance he takes over McDonald's spot, but it's not a bad world if he doesn't, because that just means, you know, goat Mac has been dominating and is nailed on into that team. But going forward, hopefully that ceiling is there for him to take that, take that role and, and make it his for the next 10 years because he is so young. Uh, but mm. um, pardon the pun for <laughs> his name, but, um, he's, but yeah, he's, he's um, just, he's got that thing. He's got that time, which maybe some of the other players don't where he doesn't need to play that much this year. Cause he's, he's still got plenty, plenty of years to come. He's listed at 201. Do you reckon he's 201? He didn't look 201. I didn't That's, think so either. Must be wearing some uh, very thick shoes the day they were doing the measuring. I'll tell you what. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And like he can play a bit of ruck as well. So maybe that is where his point of difference gets him into yes. the team at some stage where if we're floating the one ruck, you can move things around and he plays down there. Uh, I guess, yeah, Willow's another interesting one. I just I put him in the the camp of your your Nunes, your Fogarty's. Yes. Where he's just not that standard at the moment. He still makes too many mistakes. 
Mm. He shows some good things and he's a bit versatile. And I thought he was quite good against St. Kilda, to be honest. Um, and maybe there's a chance for him to lock down a wing role at some stage, but he just needs a really strong patch in the VFL for me to really consider him because there's just way too many other guys around there. And he might be one yeah. that come the end of the season, there's a bit of squad, um, I guess, like sort of list rotation where a few of these guys are going to miss out because we we still have to draft young guys coming through. And these this group of players maybe just haven't shown enough, which is sad because we think that there was something there. Um, but yeah. He just, he just hasn't shown it, unfortunately. Uh, and then Marchbank, the other one where... <laughs> Again, who knows what we're getting back from this guy? He's someone that if he was one of my favorite players when he was out there by far. Yeah. I just I loved what he brought. Always saw him as being that third tall. But he's he's not there. And if Gov nails that down, it's gonna be hard for him to take that spot. And then does does Marchbank become that lockdown defender? Does he take McDonald's spot? He's a little bit shorter. I, oh. I should have written it down, but I was looking through the heights of some of these guys before and I'm just going to throw out numbers then. Probably not going to be correct. But, uh, you know, McDonald was at least, I think it was around sort of that 196 mark, which I think Jones was about, it was I mean, pushing like 198. So he was definitely higher yeah. up there. And so you go, okay, yeah. McDonald's not too far off that. You've got Young, who's apparently 230,000 centimeters. Who knows how tall yeah. this man is? Uh, Marchbank, I think, is like 193. So he's that little bit smaller. Yeah. Can he then play that? He's more that gov height where that little bit smaller so floats and plays. So I, I'm not too sure where Marchbank's going to fit in. But is there a world here, Lockie, where Marchbank Ooh. is playing so well from from his uh, comeback from his injury? He's now going to be that third tall. And then gov plays forward again. Whoa. And then. <laughs> and then we've finally got depth. Turner's <laughs> on the wing. Hold the phone. <laughs> Brown though for Charlie. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, like means, there's, yeah, there's options because uh, at the moment you look at that forward line and you look at the key tools. Who comes in if Harry or, or Charlie miss? Yes. Do you, are you forced to change things and make Gov be that forward because there isn't anyone else, or is that where you're going? Your Kemp or your TDK takes the forward role, and you just go, "Yep." Gov, take that defensive thing. That's you. You're not moving from there. Mate, it's did you a not, lot of questions. Did you not see the game on Thursday? That is Lachlan Plowman's spot to take <laughs> as that key forward starting. Is, Nick Dygan well. 2.0. He comes down there and all of a sudden he's the greatest forward that's ever played the game. Just feed him Subway before the game, every game. He's just don't list him. Chuck him in the stand. <laughs> give him a, a meatball sub. And then five minutes before the game, be like, hey, uh, yeah, you're playing. Chuck your bid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and Parks. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just thinking of like if, uh, you know, Charlie, you know, needs a couple of weeks rest or something and, and we like the two rucks and we want to get another tall down there or a taller guy. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It, it's it. Parks is another interesting one. He's just hasn't shown it just yet, but he's dobbed one from – 60 meters the other night exactly so who knows maybe he can learn that craft and be a, a floater like a camp I, I don't know but he's definitely down i think the depth chart at the moment for and sure and i guess another one is your, your jordan boyd who we've seen quite a lot of in preseason. so it seems like the club are high on him 
But again, where does he fit? I'm, I'm surprised we didn't play him on the wing because we seem to like his run and drive. They chucked him down back where we, I haven't even got Nick Newman in my team, so I'm sorry, Baldy. You're not, you're not going to get into the team I'm picking. Where, where do you see him? Do you see him eventually oh. taking someone's role? Do you, is he the small lockdown defender? Uh, where, where is he in the depth chart? He is sitting with my Cottrell and Philp fam. Oh, no. uh, I, read an, I, read, I read an article in the last couple of days that, that had him as a, a round one bolter. Oh, interesting. Well, we've played him in like most of the minutes in preseason, which is maybe where that comes from. We have. And I'm I'm not trying to be a hater, but I just, I, I didn't really see many positives personally in the, in these two games, like just too many. He just doesn't seem like he's near the level yet. And I'll, I'll hold out hope for big boy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Wow. I would, Eat my hat if, if he was named oh, round one. I hope that he gets be... named. Oh, I can't wait to tune into the, the video on YouTube, Navy Blue Corner. If... Lockie has to down that Nike hat you've got sitting on your head there. <laughs> Get Imagine, the Nick Newman. Imagine Nick Newman eating a meatball sub in the stands because Jordan Boyd <laughs> is, is lining up on halfback. That would, <laughs> that would rock my world. Yeah, he, like he competes hard. He does all those things. He... He uses the ball well in the twos from what I've seen, but I felt that Ooh. jump up in pressure that yes. came in, in the AFL games led to a few mistakes, and I agree with you. I don't think he's there yet. There's a chance he could be, but right now, yeah, I agree. I have him in like the just below Willow class of mm. he's there. It's not the end of the world if he gets a game, but just I just, yeah, I I'm not going to say I'll eat my hat because I don't want that down because who knows, we could get some injuries. And I don't want to join you in that one. But, yeah, I'd be very surprised if he lines <laughs> up round one. Very, very surprised. Um, is there any other players? I think the only two guys we haven't spoken about are pretty much Dom uh, Akui and Alex Murkov, who pretty much those project players that aren't really going to get much of a look in unless there seems to be a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, I guess do you make just to maybe wrap this up, it looks like we've now, according to Big Riley Beveridge, has come out and said that we've decided to not to pick up any of those yeah. train on players and we're gonna just that. save it for the mid season. Do you have much of a much thoughts on, on that at all? Not really. We we did touch on that, didn't we? The 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 thought that maybe we don't go with any of them and that if we roll yeah. with any of the three, then that's a positive. And if we don't, mm. that's fine too. I'll I'll just take the optimistic approach mm. and say it's nice that we have this flexibility that if there is a long-term injury or, you know, yeah. if the, the, we start losing a couple in a different spot, then we've got a bit more flexibility, even though they're mm. kind of similar guys anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have much of a take? I don't have a big one. Uh, I think when you're looking at what we've pretty much just gone through with this exercise, and it's what I love doing about the best 22 is – you can clearly see that there's, you know, I guess 25, 26 or so guys that are clearly in contention for that best 22. Then there's almost like this middle patch of guys that are just below that, whether they're young or whether they're, I guess, just not up to the standard. (laughs) Just just those guys. (laughs) I like what you did there. Um, But whether, yeah, there's just that group of guys that just aren't at that level just yet. And then you've got those few, I suppose, like your, like your Boyds, your Philps, that just aren't really 
in that middle stretch, like where are any of those guys that we had in them those train on positions yeah. really going to fit? I'd have them in the the Domaku, the Alex Murkov ilk, and yeah. do we need it with the competition of spots? There really isn't a role so far apart from maybe that wing that we're looking and going, that's the spot. Mm. Maybe it's a key forward, but none of those you're going perfect. They're in contention for round one now, or if there's an injury, they're next in. It seems like there was quite a drop in talent to them. And then I have a feeling there was almost because, you know, Tyrese Liu was the one that we probably earmarked as the one that we for liked. Sure. Gets injured and just misses out on his opportunity. It looks like him and can't even remember the other guy's name, but I think it was like Michael Lewis or something. I think he, yeah. those two yeah. are potentially going to the VFL team. And I think Josh Cripps might end up going back to, to WA. So there's a chance for, I guess, a couple of those to really get real close to the club and maybe take that spot in the midseason. Mm. But look, if none of them are nailing down the spot, if they're going to be at the last rungs of the list. We've got enough depth, it seems, at the moment to not have to waste that list spot, which maybe goes against what I said on that last episode where I just said, yeah, pick mm. the guy, throw him in. Yeah. Maybe just wait and see. You never know if there's, you know, God forbid an injury to one of our key pillars, let's just say, mm. for because that's maybe where we don't have the depth. Then yeah. all of a sudden, old mate playing for Southport has been, you know, 18 year olds kicking snags. And then you go, perfect. We'll pick him up in the mid season. And now we've got this young star that didn't get drafted. That's clearly the bolter. I'm more than happy to keep the list spot open for some versatility. You never know what's going to happen. For sure. Exactly. Right. God, I love doing this. Uh, We (laughs) we were, we were reasonably on the same page, I would say. Yeah. Like, there was a there was some big snub and differences there, but you know, mm. we're we're aligned. And I, I think that because it's so competitive, it's really easy to to throw one of these guys out there. But both of us have most of them in that next five to come in, so it's not mm. too far away. And and you know, let us know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or on social media. Messages reply, have it in the replies to any of the social media posts at Navy Blue Corner. Let us know your best 22s because we'd love to debate it. If there's someone Absolutely. that we've both snubbed that you want in there, give us the reasons and we'll, co- we'll come out, you know, next episode and, and read why we've <laughs> stuffed this up. Um, we'll come out yeah. And hit my DMs on why, you know, I'm an idiot for not having Nick Newman in there because I'm ready and I'll, I'll be there to back it up. But look, it's been a fun exercise. It's good to see where the list sits going into the season. Um, but just to wrap up, I've got some plugs here. As I said, socials are at Navy Blue Corner. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, get that review in. You know, if it's five stars, oh, yeah. hit it. Um, definitely do that. Let us know what you're thinking. And if you want to see us in video form, if you're not aware, we are chucking up the video basically podcast on YouTube. So hit mm. that up again. Links are going to be everywhere. Like and, and, and follow and subscribe so you're not missing any content because we've still got a bit to go. We've got our season predictions, which is going to be fun. We might chuck a couple of wages oh, I love that. on those to, to keep things exciting throughout the season. And then we've got, I believe, just our round one build-up show where we will be doing, if you like these best 22s, we'll be doing a round one team each to see who we think with all the injuries that are here, what the team's going to look like round one. Look, that is going to finish this episode. See you guys next time.